0: Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, our mighty champions. Raise your voices to the anthem, marching with the mighty-
1: Personal, welcome to the Fearless and Devotion podcast, sponsored by. Well, um, I don't know. Does anyone on this on this Zoom meeting know a good eating establishment in Wrexham? I think there's Rich, a, maybe
0: there's a, there's, a, there's a silent assassin in the room. You can tell us all about. Yes,
2: it. yes, it's sponsored by me, actually, <laughs> uh, and and so yes, it, which I assume I'm actually waiting for negotiations for next season to kick in. Actually, now we're a league club. I fear what the new set of demands is going to be from uh, from the Fearless in Devotion podcast. But yes, uh, the Fat boy is the proud sponsor of this podcast.
1: Well, uh, we want 5.5 million over two years and I actually thought you were going to say Bar Cooch. So, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit different from that. On, on a side note, I really hate that word. I mean, I, I want to go and record and say how much I hate that word. I've, it's like a quaint sounding pseudo Welsh word that the English use to patronise us. Um <laughs> Let's 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 phase that word out. Right. Another thing before we get started, you may have been expecting Dean Saunders this this week. Um, Now, that's partly down to an editing error that. uh, Well, basically, Reese is turning more and more partridge by the by the week. And he's currently on a on a canal barge somewhere. Um, um, And I don't know if it's business. I don't know if it's pleasure. I don't know if someone's going to throw a cow on him. But he—he's Saunders needs a lot of editing because it's great, but it's it's very bitty, and neither me or Liam have that skill. So we're going to leave it a week, and we're just going to bring you bring you all the news, bring you up to date with it. So first thing I think we need to talk about, I think probably Ben Foster. Tim, are you happy?
0: Yeah, got to be happy with him, you really. I was surprised he's taken this long to announce because he said as much that he'd, he'd made his decision before the end of the season. So, whether it was all part of ri- rising week, which which we've all uh, we've all got our opinion, go back into rising <laughs> week. Uh, no, I mean you know it's it's a really good sign, isn't it? I mean, on his days, he's going to be by far and away the best keeper in that division. I had the temerity to sort of tweet out a couple of days ago. You know, what? what how would you judge? fosters his performances over those eight games and you know sort of marks out of 10 and a lot of people were kind of um you know if you take the, the you take the Knox County saving all that out of it and stuff which he, which is hard to do really but a lot of people were saying that you know he was always going to be a, l- a little bit sketchy to begin with when you've been out the yeah. game for that length of time but a lot of people pointed to his influence in the dressing room and his character uh yeah. and that being a big part of of proceedings and, and that winning mentality so you know what? If 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 nothing else, alone bringing that w- winning mentality and that high level experience to a team that's going to want to aim for more success this season is is invaluable. Uh, and he, he's 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 the preferred number one according to a Twitter poll as well. He's the preferred number one. Uh, but you know, there's there's plenty of experience for for the the plenty of cup competitions that we're going to be involved in. So yeah, happy with Foster. I think that'll be it. Then he'll do his year, and I think that'll be it.
3: Liam, do you think he'll play every game? Yeah, I hope so. Certainly didn't see anything to suggest that he couldn't. I know a lot of people were saying about oh, you know, he's got his media commitments, but he already seems quite capable of fitting those around. He's got Fozcast. he's got his thing where he plays a bit of golf. Um, yeah, Mate, I'm more than. I have. mean,
1: I still do five-a-side football on a Wednesday and I've got a list going on.
3: <laughs> you so, are yeah, you it's, a, it's are you a top, top division top division player as well?
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. A left back with a knife the I've been called.
3: <laughs> I liked how Tim's um, Twitter poll was minus, minus that pivotal uh, season-defining moment, though. Other than that, other than the uh, the Knotts County save, what has Ben Foster ever done for us? Yeah, um, right. We need to ask... If we're going
1: to ask about keepers, we need to ask Chris Maxwell, don't we? Uh, <laughs> former Wrexham former, uh, number one. Are uh, you rejoining us, a- Chris? Oh, hang on. Is it, oh, it's not the right one. Chris, we're going to ask you anyway, uh, pleased with Foster or would you would you have gone for someone younger, someone who could sort of grow with the team a little bit?
4: Well, first of all, thanks for having me back on. And yeah, you've booked the wrong guest. I am not the <laughs> former goalkeeper, but I'm here now anyway, so you'll have to go with it. Uh, I'm really pleased with the re-sign and I think obviously he's proved he's still got it. And as Tim said, he had that sort of influence in the dressing room and really galvanised things. Um, but also good continuity going into next season as well. I think we don't want to shake things up too much when we've won the division below by a country mile um, from you know, us in Knox County, at least. Um, you know There's not a lot that needs ripping up about the squad or changing for now. But what I would say is that Foster's 40, isn't he just turned 40? Mark Howard, who's had a year contract extension, is going to be 37, I think. Um, yeah. at some point this season. So we've got two um, goalkeepers in the twilight of their career, to say the least. So I think it would be nice to see if we could get a younger goalkeeper and even perhaps to overlap for a season and have that experience of being with someone as experienced as Ben Foster, because for the longer term, um, we, that you know, neither Ben Foster nor Mark Howard are our long-term goalkeeper, are they? So uh, that's my thought.
1: Yeah, interesting. Um what does this mean for Rob Layton,
2: Rich? Do you think he'll yeah. be happy being number two? Uh, no, um, and I might be in the minority, but I still think he's at the best goalkeeper at the club when he's fit. Um, but I think, I think the issue is now is it's it's not his ability that's in question now after the last couple of years. It's his sustainability, isn't it? Um, I, you, you know, after that, after that, Sheffield United game away. You know, the clamour for him to get back in the team from everybody was because, you know, we can all see with our own eyes that a fit fit Rob Layton was still last season, I think, the best goalkeeper in the league, um, I think would be a huge asset in the next division up. No issues with that. Um, But it's whether his body is capable. And I guess now with the signing of Ben on another 12 months, whether we ever get the chance to see that in a Wrexham shirt, whether his body can you know get through the rigors of a full season um because I don't think Ben Foster signs to sit on the bench no no he doesn't
1: maybe Rob you should uh, sign for bromley that that seemed to uh, always go, <laughs> go go well for him not a pay play deal <laughs> <laughs> look what i would say about foster is yeah i think th- there was he he had good performances he had bad performances um i think you know people point to the halifax a lot but you know we forget about Barnett. And Barnett, he was absolutely superb, and absolutely yeah. he got us that point. Um, I think he needs a good preseason behind him. I think he'll get one because you know at the end of the day he, he came in. Uh, he'd been riding his bike for for nine months. He comes in and he's 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 not going to be up to up to the level straight away. But by the end of it, when we needed him, when the you know when we absolutely needed him to come through for us, he did. Um, i also think um, it's quite hard for a keeper at that level to come into the to the national league because it's completely it's it's so rough and tumble it's different to to the sort of the play that he would have been used to at, at premier league and championship manage, uh, championship level so i think you know i think really and truly he needed he needed a little bit of time to get his bearings so i i'm, I'm pleased with the signings um there's been another big uh, big announcement this week Tim and I know you are our resident kit expert, and I am going to just try and share the screen now, so you so we can all see this uh, shirt. This I had is the dangerous. Button. Yeah, I had the button. <laughs> uh, where's yeah. this
0: going? <laughs> Put it in incognito mode. Right, can we see that? B. Hey,
1: here we are. Yes, take us through this beauty, Tim. First off, max out of ten.
0: uh Seven. Oh, okay. Um, What's wrong yeah. with it then? Um, uh, that, that weird V cut. Is, I, I described it the other day. It's like, you know, when you, you're involved in a car accident and the, and the ambulance start cutting your clothes off. It's like they've started and then just given up after. Oh, he's all right. He's alive. But <laughs> I don't understand. Apparently it's called a, is it a bar stick or bar. T- so, so, I, I don't get that bit. But look, there's only so much you can do with, with a shirt over x amount of decades isn't it it's it's a nice looking cr- clean looking kit i like the sublimated dragons that go through all the way of the shirt it's not just the chest Um closer pictures are going all the way through a couple of people have said that the the white tr- uh, uh sleeves are a little bit longer than maybe they could have been yeah it harks back to i think it was 97 98 kit at the top of my head that i did a piece of the day the so sort of nk sports one so it's nice, it's solid. Um, Vista Prince, where it should be on the back, there's a lot of weird sort of oh, it's disgraceful because it'll get confused. Man United first, Stoke now, Man United. Um, if you're a Liverpool fan, I could, I could well, if you're a Liverpool supporting Wrexham fan, I could understand a little bit why you'd feel aggrieved wearing a shit with United written on it. And people are saying, Why well, didn't have United Airlines? Well, they changed their brand, they're not going to change their right. brand and have Airlines written on it. just to put a few out of no, out of joint noses back into place so I think on the whole it's a nice clean looking kit I'm excited for the other two if I'm honest because've I've pre-ordered the black one blind because like you know we're long over a black kit the white shirt is um is looking quite neat and tidy from what what we gather as well so yeah yeah solid and the 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 overwhelming sort of replies to it have been pretty favorable. A couple of people said that they just, again, just couldn't really work out what the deal was with the the collar split, but it's just Macron being quirky, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, Chris, what do you reckon, marks out of 10?
4: Yeah, I'd agree with the seven. Was it just me? When they released the very first picture of it on social media, it was almost like that collar bit was almost like someone had photoshopped over it and everybody was going, what's going on there with that? That's a really weird-looking collar. And then the next picture came out and you saw that split color. So why that had to be censored on the first picture, I, I don't know. But um, I agree. I'm not, I'm not I don't love the color um, and I don't love the extended white bands on it. But I will be logging on to pre-order mine tomorrow. Um, I think, you know, last season I didn't buy the home shirt because I really didn't like that Vista print on the sleeve, which looked mm-hmm. like a health warning on the side of a fag packet and just really spoiled the shirt um, for me. But, you know, Vistaprint don't, don't have a bad logo, so it's good that it's moved to the back and it looks loads better now. So um, now that they've got rid of that sort of sleeve monstrosity, I'll definitely be going for it. And I agree with Tim. I'd like to see what the second and third shirts look like because perhaps they'll have a different colour. So, but yeah, I will be buying.
1: Liam, you're a well-known Man United fan. This must be the perfect Wrexham shirt for you.
3: <laughs> As a child growing up, I was, but <laughs> but I do I do actually think there's some truth in the fact that people are saying it's mostly Wrexham supporting Liverpool fans who are annoyed by it because it, it could refer to any United. Why is it Man United? Why is it not Newcastle United or you know any other any Just other
0: United? Things? Like you know exactly
3: yeah be, you know, there I might think be fans who hate certain United. Oh, right. Look, my my point with that though is I mean if you if you can't differentiate between an airline and a football club in the premier league then you're probably beyond help anyway so let, uh, let, that's my very very fair and understanding take on it
0: let's 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 be honest right it's the world's biggest airline is that right um yep we are trying to like do the whole global name thing we're getting into america we're making big steps into america what better way than to shift unit after unit after unit of wrecks and shirts in america then stick in something that that they can identify with our American f- fan base can go wow it's a wreck some shit but I can now identify with something that that I know about anyway that I've yeah. used several times you know so it's a shrewd move and the uh, the marketing video was quality so yeah uh
1: Never Liam just before again. we go on to Rich what was your marks out of 10?
3: i would say ooh, 7.5 i think after seeing didn't really like the original image of it it's got a bit bit better after i've seen the the sort of high-res ones i'm still on the fence whether to wait and see what the others look like before committing to buying but i was just disappointed that rich got priced out of the market in terms of the sponsorship to be honest
0: <laughs> i did forget about the sublimated wrexham in welsh as well on the back which is a very nice touch wow.
3: Rich, could you be?
1: Uh, could you put a, a sleeve on that for the fat ball? Would you? Uh...
2: Oh, I mean, I mean, I could. I couldn't afford to, but I could definitely <laughs> do it. Uh, I, I think. I think the days of uh, of them needing anything from from the likes of myself are, are long gone. And uh, solid eight from me. Um, I, I think sponsorship wise, I mean, the amount they must have paid for that will dwarf anybody else in our league. Um, if they want to sit united with a little logo on the badge, then and on on the shirt, then good on them. Um, no issues with that at all. Um, I think I think I think it's a really nice kit. Um, it will sell in the bucket loads anyway, regardless of of what people think. Um, we'll you know we'll we'll sell a lot of them. Um, I guess as a parent, my only slight slight gripe is the price for the for the kids, which I know I've, I've seen a few people make comments on over the weekend on social media that, you know, it, it's it's about 80-odd quid, I think, I believe. Um, wow,
1: is that for a full kit, Rich?
2: Yeah, because you pre-ordered, I, 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 I'll be on to sort of give exact numbers because I can't remember, but I did, did pre-order the kit, yes. I pre-ordered a home away and a third kit for my lad, yeah. Um, so would I now have to pay extra to add the shorts? Yeah, an extra 20 quid for the shorts. And I think you've got to add extra then for the socks as well, when generally, you know, most, most people sort of under, I think sort of up to the age of five or six, you can certainly usually pick up a full kit for sort of 45 quid. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a bit more. Um, but I guess how I look at it is if we win promotion and we bring in some of the players to bring in, et cetera, it's all going to be paid for. But I guess you're kind of thinking, well, with the sums of monies that say like a United Airlines bring in, do we need to be charging... 75, 80 quid for a kit for somebody under six. I think you'd have to say no, you don't. Yeah.
1: So I'm just looking now. There's one of the tweets under the uh, under the official one says, nice kit, but a kid's shirt, this is from Henry Jones, actually. a friend of the pod, kids' shirt have gone up from 3750 to 47.95, 28% increase. That that you know, I mean, that does sound a lot. And 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 I know what you mean. It's like you can't just buy a shirt for a kid because they want the whole thing. Um uh, and so you know if, the thing is Americans especially are used to paying top dollar for their merchandise and if this is aiming towards that that market it they won't even you know this won't even be a ripple for them they'll they'll just buy it for us it seems a lot um and i think i mean I, i'll give it i'll give it a 7 as well i think it's not the not my favorite kit of the last couple of years and the collar is a little bit weird um you know I've just been looking at the United Airlines logo and that's exactly what they have on there um I just thought the white thing was a little bit strange you know like the square and then a circle within it I wondered if it would look just better with just the just the sort of the globe but you know that's not how they have their logo we can't change it to 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 be <clears throat> to, to look a bit more to look a bit more you
0: know just, um, my just picking up on the, the pricing uh, point, uh, I can't remember who said it on Twitter. Um, somebody mentioned that Macron, obviously the supply Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest last year, they did a stock full kids kit, 45 quid, which is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, so the question quite rightly has been asked, well, if that's 45 quid and it's, it's by the same supplier, mm. same kit maker, why can't it be that price for this? So... You know, it's something that that will rumble on to a certain extent, and then it then it's just down to um whether you choose to to want to pay it or not. And as a uh, you know, if you're a parent, it's difficult to say no to your kid when they see it, isn't it? So yeah, it's a totally-
2: I, I actually it, I remember something when the trust owned the club. There was a bit of a rumbling one season about kids' kits then as well. And I I I can't remember if it was maybe three four years ago and then in the end they, they kind of dropped them by about 10 15 quid um and I it was just that, that it it was, yeah it was just that age bracket that you just think you know and, and listen you know I'm, I'm I'm sort of being pretty selfish because I've, I've got sort of two kids that fall into that absolutely into that age bracket who who would usually have the full kit um you know with the shorts and 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 you Know, I like I tweeted, I'm probably looking at at the moment to, to kit both of them out with all three kits. It, I think it's like 485 or 495 quid. I was looking at, um, which you know, that's uh, some people might say, well, it is what it is, but uh, just, you need some more burgers, on. mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Match Day burger next season's twenty quid, and everybody's got to be okay with that. So, uh, but, 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 yeah, it just feels a lot. It just feels a lot, doesn't it? You, you know, and I, I get it. Some people haven't got kids, and so absolutely, why they bang within their rights to say, "Well, who cares?" It, it's the price you have to pay. Um, I just think if you compare the fact that you can pick up, you know, any other team, you would suggest, uh, you know, throughout the leagues, a bit cheaper. Then it does just seem a little, a little on the on the high side.
0: At what at what point at what point is enough and is enough enough? Because I mean I know it's one for the future now, but when you when you see the likes of Arsenal, Man United, and then the new shirt comes out and like a standard shirt is 80 quid, or you can get a player a player issue style shirt for a hundred quid, it's like that's mental to me for a football shirt. Like I think I think anything above forty, forty-five is still touching on being slightly slightly crazy, but I think 50 55 top whack, I think anything above that, unless it's like a one-off, because I'm surprised we never made a promotion champions one-off shirt. That that kind of surprised me a bit. Um but then you know people would say oh whether well, they're ripping off fans by doing that then releasing three new shirts. So it depends on, on your perception. Yeah I think the time yeah well uh, but how, how how much if if you if you were if you had to pay for a wrexham shirt tomorrow um how much is is too much for you to so just buy so, the shirt?
1: Um, so you're saying how much would I pay for I I wouldn't pay more than fifty five quid for a Raksom shirt. Yeah, um, that's my sort of level really, because you know it is walking advertising at the end of the day. Yeah, um, you are you are sort of helping helping the club and the business by wearing it. And I was going to say you should get like a subsidy for doing that, but you know it, there is that element to it. Um, I pined back for, the, for my first football kit. My mum took me to Stuart Masons in town. Um, I wanted a Liverpool kit because I was seven. No, I wanted a Liverpool k- kit because I we was seven. Um, she negotiated with Stuart Mason. To, oh, I don't know if it was Stuart Mason himself, or it could have been one of his, one of his workers, <laughs> um, but to get me a plain red t shirt and iron on a badge. And I had to go to school with that the next day. Uh, the
0: were you bullied? Panel.
1: Did not go well. They did not. Life go in well. nineteen
3: sixty-five for you, there—a
1: little <laughs> insight. <laughs> there I was in my Dunlop trainers with my uh, ironed-on Liverpool badge. Um, <laughs> that's before, tragic. Before,
0: before, before pen- i be the Pennaeye pauper. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow! What an insight.
1: Before we go on, let's just quickly name our favourite ever Wrexham kit. I'll go first. I like that white ENS one. Tim, tell, tell me the date. Was it 92, 93?
0: Uh, the white... Which which white ENS has been plenty?
1: Uh, the one... Okay, no, I'll tell you what. It's not that one. It's I think it's a 97, 98. The one where Rooster scored against West Ham with it. with the uh, Yeah, with a
0: with little sort of uh, uh, dog collar one. Yeah, yeah that, that was 96, 97. I think
1: that's my favourite. 96. And I and, and I didn't get that. Yeah, you couldn't get that from Stuart Mason's.
0: It's clean shirt. Yeah, clean shirt. Um, yeah, mine's ninety two, ninety three. Um, red. First ever one I ever had with the old uh, uh little checkboard collar, granddad push button neck. Lovely. Rexham. Chris,
1: I've heard that yours is the uh, high tech one from the eighties that didn't even <laughs> have a Wrexham badge.
4: I'm just hearing from your mum that you're not getting the new shirt that's just come out. She's over a word with Stuart Mason and she's just going to cut last season's in the collar. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you stop favorite... talking to my mum behind my back, please? <laughs> <laughs> my favourite Wrexham shirt, uh, maybe controversially, is not a red shirt. I just really like the Wrexham lager can coloured uh shirt from was it that was a ninety seven was it ninety
0: seven ish yeah nice yeah nice
4: of, of which I guess last season's uh third strip was a sort of hint towards perhaps um and I thought I still had it I had it for years and years and years and I went looking for it and I think I gave it away in a like a charity appeal when they were do you um, um, mean to
0: even get it do you, you mean get it from upstairs to show it off <laughs>
4: I, I thought you meant you've got mine somehow of the magic, but yeah, I, I think, think you was, did mean that. Yeah, that. go on, make me cry by showing me the fact that you've still got yours. But that's my—I
0: I will go and get it now.
4: I love that. Uh, shirt.
1: While yeah. uh, while Tim's exiting stage left, um, Rich, uh, Rich, what was
2: yours? Um, I think I'll—I'll—I I'll probably say the LDV shirt that we won. Wow, the finder. Um, and and I'm doing it to to toe the party line so that Don, um, as he was the sponsor then, he'll be happy with me then. So I'll say I'll say the just go shirt um, from the LDV Finals.
1: Rich, you're a company man to the end, uh, Absolutely.
4: Liam. Uh, I-
3: Absolutely. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say to to Rich about Don. I mean, the last time he was on, he did call you a kebab serving
2: merchant or words. He did, to that yeah, effect, yeah, so. he did. He did. <laughs> and can I say, what was you know what? Genuinely, the next home game, I have people who I didn't know coming up to me and saying, "I hope you're a, We disagree with what Mister Bertram said. We really appreciate you serving kebab. So I was that made me feel <laughs> good about myself. And I'd like to thank the people who came up to me to support me in my kebab industry. So thank you.
3: Well, you're at the coalface, aren't you, mate? So you know.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, mate.
3: Um, so my favourite one is if I have to go for one that I've actually worn. So I'll go for the first time we had Adidas back. I think it was the one we wore for the LDV, not the LDV final, the FA Trophy final uh, for the Grimsby final. I really like that one. Really like the tone of red and uh, Tim is now doing a big reveal of a shit behind his head D- don't know what I was I was trying to hang
0: it off the back of my uh, my chair and so <laughs> it was going really bad and so that yeah I got
1: Steve Maxwell <laughs> age 11 on the, uh, on the on the label on the back
0: CM yeah CM <laughs> something um yeah that size 42 44 chest is absolutely massive um classic football league badges on it Welsh yeah. cup winners 1995 Cheeky. Sure. Very cheeky. Very
2: cheeky. Nice. Um,
1: so we just talked to, about the Dom podcast. cast then. Uh, we had a pretty good one last week, Brian Flynn. Now, I was, like me and Liam did it, fair play to him, hour and a half of his time, absolutely free with it. His memory was absolutely brilliant and he remembered stuff, that I I, I couldn't. Um, uh, one thing that did sort of put the cat amongst the pigeons was Flynn versus Marriott. Has Marriott had a bit of a <laughs> has a Go on, Rich. Has, has Marriott had a bit of a of uh, doing well,
2: there? I, I, yeah, I, I felt I thought it was a great podcast. listened to it and came away and thought Brian Flynn hates Andy Marriott. That's <laughs> uh, that 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 was my take on it, really. Because um, when you did the when you did his, his team and, and he named it and then and kind of went back to it and then with the greatest respect for the goalkeepers uh, that he then sort of named as potential um, other goalkeepers who could have been in there instead of Andy Marriott kind of thought no I'm not sure about this um you, you haven't really named anybody that any of us would say that was uh, was 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 anywhere near Andy Marriott's standard. so uh yeah it was an odd one um unique quirky great for the pod I think that that was a very honest assessment but I'd I'd heard him before at the mice grin actually completely blame Andy Marriott for for the goal at Chesterfield um so I'd I'd heard that before and and then on the podcast I thought it was great. Great listening, but remarkable that a goalkeeper that most of us have all sort of, you know, on this podcast have grown up knowing as essentially Wrexham's number one and then probably spent the next 10 years wondering when's the next Andy Marriott coming. Um, so so it, it was remarkable, I thought.
0: We've got to try and get Marriott on. A, because he's my favourite player. Um, and B, to give him the chance, to write, the right to reply. Because I couldn't believe it. Because I listened to on yeah. the way down to... To my cousin's wedding the other day, and it was all like, oh, you know, Brian's—he's got a lovely stories, got such a nice demeanour about him, and like all like, oh, like a nice granddad, isn't he? And then boom, he bottled it. He bottled it. It's like Jesus Christ, Pliny. And Then he crashed the car. He was literally like, like character assassination. I couldn't believe it. Um, I wonder if there was more to it. Uh, uh, I
1: was—I'm about to ask Chris this, our, our resident expert on keepers. Do you think that that uh, merits- Sort of talent, or is it something that's happened behind the scenes there that that is sort of clouding Flinny's memory here?
4: Well, first of all, I'm going to hold my hands up and say I haven't actually listened to that podcast yet. Because I'm going on all day next week, and I'm oh, well, nice, Chris.
1: Thank you very much.
4: So you know, you're giving <laughs> yeah. me spoilers. You're giving me spoilers here, but um, but know, Brian Flynn, a very competitive animal, and that was an opportunity to get to an FA Cup semi-final. So it obviously still cuts deep. But surely it was half Darren Brace's fault, wasn't it? was Not, <laughs> <to Flinney. laughs> Not according to flinney Not according to flinney No. No, that was
1: Marriott's fault. Um, can I just say I have joined LinkedIn, with especially just to track down Andy Marriott, who I'm told sells Bentleys in London. So I'm going to go to each Bentley car dealership um, and walk in like this until until I find the great man. Do you want to borrow
0: the goalkeeping shirt so he'll be able to pick you <laughs> out straight away? <laughs>
1: Um, I'm going to dress as Darren Brace and see if he comes in and lamps me. Um, <laughs> I'll <laughs> yeah. um but, uh, come on, Liam. Marriott was everyone's favorite keeper, isn't he? I, I, I mean, apart from Foster maybe, or, well, certainly not Scott Shearer. Is there anyone who comes close to, to, to Marriott and, and what he did for us and how good he was at saving things? Saving things, think... sorry, shot stopping <laughs> is what I meant <laughs> saving things seems a very simplistic way to sum up a keeper. You're make you make him sound like Martin Lutherus,
3: don't you? <laughs> money saving expert, uh, Andy Marriott. Um, yeah, when, when Marriott was there, it was sort of just before my time supporting the club, but I, I knew who he was already. I'd seen him, you know, enough times on the telly, knew he was a superb keeper. So it was for me, it was just the fact that when Flynn was saying, oh, no, no, not Andy Marriott. And then he was going through the list of names. And I don't think he really settled on one, did he? Because um, he was he like, oh, yeah. Idea. He goes, oh, Deirdre, he's he was a bit toughy, wasn't he? <laughs> and then I, then I brought back memories of when I saw him in the Welsh Premier Cup during halftime one. and went over to a kid with a bag of sweets and literally nicked sweets off a kid. <laughs> uh,
1: I remember once in Colliers Park when I was trying to interview flinney there was a commotion upstairs, and it was Joey trying to hide a biscuit tin from from Dearden.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think in summary, you'd be hard you, you would be hard pressed to argue for anyone else from the Flynn era, though, wouldn't you? I think, but it's, it's interesting insight, though. Just something I don't think any of us were quite expecting to to crop up.
4: <laughs> now Chris, remember our Dearden story, or is it from Looting away? I was just so, going to know whether you wanted to broach that or not. But yeah, we I mean, were, was, didn't carry on. It was October 2000. We went to Kenilworth Roads. It was a league game and Wrexham were 3-0 down with about half an hour to go and 1-4-3. It's one of my favourite away days. Yeah. But afterwards, we were in the pub by the ground and Andy was holding court with a pint and saying, "I oh, you know one of the best games I've ever seen, amazing comeback. But Dearden was rubbish. And he was like, he just started tearing into Dearden and then turned around. And was it, was it Dearden's wife? wife and his mum. His mum. <laughs> right his, his wife, his wife. <laughs> so you're not uh, yeah. very popular in the Dearden household, are you, Andy? Did they say anything no, to
1: no. you? Uh, they give me dagger stares and we sort of moved on a little bit. De- I, mean, I think Dearden's coach at Luton now, isn't he? He is,
0: goalkeeping coach, yeah.
1: Oh, fair play to him. He's like Valero. I mean, Christ almighty.
0: No, yeah. It's so weird.
1: Michael Ingham will be, will be managing Juventus next. Um, right. Uh, let's tie this up a little bit. But before we do that, let's do some logistics. Now, I'm trying to go across for the North Carolina game. I've got tickets. I'm hoping that there's going to be a fourth game on the East Coast. And I, I know, Tim, that you're looking looking into this as well,
0: when are we going to get told? Do you think it's still going to happen, mate? Uh, they're leaving it pretty late. I mean, it was the 28th of July was the one they've earmarked it for. Um, and reading between the lines and, and, and a few of the things, it all suggests that it will be Philadelphia Union, which was the initial first announcement we had, and COVID could tell that, that didn't happen. So it would be almost two years to the day that it was scheduled to happen. Uh, and for whatever reason, they just, they haven't, it hasn't really been finalized and I can't figure it out. And it, it's kind of getting to the point now where just, just, just let us know if, it, if, if, if it, sometimes an update saying that there is no update is an update. Just tell us that because I, I've been looking at flights. are
1: still thinking like, about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the, you know, the flight prices are fluctuating up and down, up and down, up and down. And you've got to look into the fact of, you know, your accommodation, everything else is not cheap. You want to get it sorted sooner rather than later. And yes, it's it's what six weeks away. It's not that long, um, but there's also I've I've heard a few rumors that, that that potentially it might that if it doesn't happen there might be a home game because obviously there's clamour for a home friendly as well. Yeah, it just need to be put in the picture because you know I've kind of if it doesn't happen then I'm like oh well maybe I need to scramble to one of the other games now. And if I if I scramble to one of the other games are oh, there tickets left? Is there is there places to stay left. And it's just a little bit of a faff. Um, yeah, I know.
1: I don't know. And I, look, we realise that these games are for the American audience. We completely do. But we're Wrexham fans. This is the first time we've ever played over in America, if you take out that 7 side tournament. And, you know, we want to be there. I want to be there for one of them. I mean, it would be great to walk into a bar and talk to Wrexham-based, sorry, American-based Wrexham fans. You know, this is what we've all dreamed about as fans. Like, other people are, are interested in our club. Uh, and, you know, you we want to go over, we want to go over there and we know it's not, for, these games aren't for us, but we still want to do it.
0: But call me a traditionalist, I, I, I understand why why there'd be such a draw of Man United versus Wrexham, Chelsea versus Wrexham, the 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 Galaxy 1 to a lesser extent, but I want to see Wrexham play an American team in America, on American soil. You know, that, that to me is the most romantic aspect of, you know, where... When we've been to Portugal in pre-season in, in years gone by to play you know, Lulatano, DC, um, that was ace because it was, it was like a, it was uncharted territory. It was an unknown quantity; you never knew what you were going to get. So to pit our wits against an M- a very well-established MLS team excites me, but it's kind of sapping that excitement away because we don't know where we're at with it.
1: Yeah. Anyone else got anything on this, or should we move on to transfers?
2: I think we're going to move to transfers. Fair, yeah. fair enough. Uh,
0: Rich, Rich ain't going, he's saving his pennies for the kits.
2: For the kit, yeah. I mean, actually, do you know, the only thing I think as well is, I think the season's starting incredibly early, isn't it? Isn't it the first weekend in August?
0: Yeah.
2: So, you know, if that fourth game is, what, 28th of July, there's talk of, is it? Well, wouldn't, mm. we be, wouldn't we be kicking off sort of four or five days later? Yeah. Which, by the time you've... Travel, jet lag, all that kind of thing. You know, again, we all know why we've got to do it. And and, and it's quite right. You know, the profile, et cetera, fantastic. Um, but we do need to make sure that we get the absolute best preparation for us going into our first campaign in, in the second division. Um, yeah. And I, I'm four games in the States, is is that the very best preparation? Well, time will tell. But, um, but yeah, I think that's the only... Footnote with it, really, that it's a lot of miles to be getting getting your legs ready for, for, for a game that's kicking off first weekend in August. Yeah, you know, we don't know. And we, we might be the
1: Friday night game of, of this of this new yeah. Sky thing. They'd be interested in us, is all I'm saying. That, that, yeah. that could be. I mean, I do wonder if there was a little bit of pushback from from Parking and the team about, about timescales. Look, I don't know. I'd love to go. Um, uh, but if it's not happening, it's not the end of the world to me. Uh, but it's just the time wise, it's just getting on a little bit now. And, I, you know, I, I need to I, I need to know about flights, really. Um, right. Anyway, uh, let's go to our own Jim White, uh, Liam Randall, who has got a rundown of Wrexham transfer targets. The first one, I think, is, isn't is it the, what Homer Simpson called himself when he uh, when he when he renamed himself
3: on The Simpsons? Can you can you sing that song for me? That's how that was going to be my intro to the uh, the transfer rumours. Can you sing the Max Power song from The Simpsons?
1: <laughs> All right, let me find it on YouTube. As you, as you, well, you've already said who it is. So you've sort of ruined it. But uh...
0: <laughs> as, as, as if humming the Dallas theme tune wasn't enough.
1: Oh, I was <laughs> that. I, I that was, was a personal highlight. Free, I was freaking to the wind there.
0: That uh, was a, <laughs> that, that was a partridge moment if there ever was one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're going to wait for Andy to play this before um, we uh, go into it.
0: For those listening on Spotify, this, this isn't dead air. This is Andy apparently listening to something that none of us can actually hear. <laughs>
3: that none of the rest of us can hear. <laughs> oh, what? Well, share not hear your screen it. again. Share your screen. Yeah. Oh, I've just clicked it off. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. All go right. on YouTube. Okay. Go on YouTube and search Max Power simpsons because andy has got all the technical now so yeah i don't know was what. It, wasn't
0: max power the name of a uh, sort of when there's rude boy um souped up car magazines oh yeah I think
1: no, it, it was. was. Actually, someone yeah. put that on twitter earlier <laughs>
0: it i'll google that while you keep doing your song
3: um <laughs> right hang on this is how professional we are on this podcast
1: As if by magic, God, this is going to need some bloody ending. Power, he's the man whose name you'd love to touch, but you mustn't touch. His name sounds good in your ear, but when you say it, you mustn't fear, because his name can be
2: said by anyone. Um, <laughs> sign him, just sign him, so we can sing that. I think I think we'll all agree
1: that that this has been a, a social media and tech <laughs> by by the man in the chair today, Mister. I'm going to call myself Max Power. I think I think oh. I should be singing that to myself. Anyway, I don't know anything about him. He used to play for Trammeer His name's Max Power.
3: Uh, he, can, he predominantly he plays for Wigan these days. Predominantly plays as a midfielder, but can also play. Right back, which I'm sure Parky will like, because he likes to. He likes oh, players he likes that can. Yeah, yeah, um, but I think he's also played under Parkinson during his time at Sunderland. He's been described as more your sort of Jay Harris midfielder, likes to get stuck in, bit scrappy, um, good on set pieces. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say this because I don't know what he's like in comparison to Luke Young, but some people have suggested he could be potentially an upgrade on that player, but. Yeah, we will see on that front.
0: Can I but, can I bring can I bring you a golden nugget of max power information? Sorry to go interrupt. Go on. Go on. God bless Wikipedia. Right. So, Power attended Wirral Grammar School for Boys and is named after his parents' pet Labrador. <laughs> 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 that is outstanding. He once feared that he was named after Homer Simpson's brief name change in the Simpsons episode Homer to the Max before discovering that the episode aired when he was 6 years old. He's also posed for a motoring magazine which shares his name. There you go. He's named after the dog. Brilliant.
3: Wow. <laughs> In terms that. of the sort of logistics of the transfer, I think Wigan are actually – there's some sort of issues at the moment with players um, not currently not getting paid. So it wouldn't be a surprise to see them letting players go. The other contract then? Uh, he is. Let me. I do believe he. Oh, he's been made an offer. He has been made a new offer by Wigan, but he will be out of contract in the summer.
1: Right. So you know, logistically, you know, geographically, it's it's possible, isn't it? Any others? Any, anyone heard of anyone else we might be in for? Curtis Main. That seems a strange one, Tim. You know anything about him?
0: Uh, not really. It's a bit of an odd one. I, I looked at it as well. I don't know. seems to be a bit of legs legs to it, but yeah, weird. I mean, some of you, people say, well, you know, it, you, you look at his, um, his, his goal ratio is not amazing, blah, de blah. And then, but then somebody said, oh yeah, but he ran Celtic ragged the other week. Well, people can have good games against good opposition. Occasionally, it doesn't make them world beaters. Um,
1: Greg Falconbridge once uh, ran Celtic <laughs> ragged.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I, it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, are we looking for another striker? Probably. Um, I still There's still this weird kind of uh, sort of question mark hanging over Ollie Palmer's head in, in the world of Wrexham fandom, and I don't really understand that. Um, it, it just seems to have um, had a bit of a groundswell of opinion about whether people want him to stay or not. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think any of the players are going anywhere. anywhere. Somebody mentioned Tom O'Connor to Coventry. Again, he's under contract for two years. They're not going to want to pay over the odds for a player who probably won't go straight into their squad. So, yeah, the Curtis main thing I find odd, and I'm just going to say probably won't happen.
1: Chris, would you, A, would you be sorry to see O'Connor go? Because I bloody would. And B, where do we need to strengthen? Do we need another right back? We We always need right backs.
4: I'd be very, very sorry to see O'Connor go. I think for a very long period of time, Wrexham fans were talking about not having that midfield answer. And we always felt like it was the missing link and so on. And then we've ended up with Tom O'Connor and also Andy Cannon, who solved that problem. And also, you know, Luke Young's played very well um for until he sort of out with the team towards the end of the season. But O'Connor can also cover centre half, left back, his set pieces are amazing. And I would assume we're, we would hope we're not a selling club anymore. We've had this down the years where we've had to worry about losing our players at this time of year, but, you know, with the things that are going on, you know, United Airlines and so on, you know, do we need, do we need the cash? Um, so it might be just down to personally, whether the player wanted to go, but I'd be, I'd be gutted if, if he went. So to, to the question about who, who, what do we need? I think back to what I said before, it'd be nice to see a young goalkeeper come in and, um, that could, could be somebody for the, for the future because I got the impression when O'Connor signed that he was going to be somebody who could go with us up the leagues because he's still young, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. the kind of player, player park he likes. Um, other than that, I think we you know we're certainly decent for starting the season with what we've got, aren't we? Um, I wouldn't yeah. say we need to change too much.
1: Yeah, Rich, remember what Stockport did last season when they when they went up? They sort of changed the whole team around, didn't they, in, in preseason? I think they really they really struggled. And I think that cost them in the end. Um we don't need wholesale changes here, do we? I know we might have a bit more money in our pocket, but surely it's it's one or two, maybe three additions.
2: Yeah, I I, I think the way the squad's been put together over the last twelve months. Well, two years actually, but twelve months. Um, that's what we were told. We, we were told that this squad was put together so that when we went up the league, um, that wasn't that, that meant that we didn't need to spend a lot as as we moved up. Now, I think we will spend a lot but just on very few. so I, I think I think maybe two or three people. I actually think Tom O'Connor uh, as as his official kit sponsor, I would very much like him to stay. Um, but I also think that at the point he got injured, I think you could argue, if, apart from sort of um, Paul Mullen, he was almost the most influential player because once he came back, once he came into that sort of holding role, yeah. that's when we went on that run where we just didn't lose yeah. games. Um, yeah. And and if you'd said at the beginning of the season when actually Tom O'Connor to couldn't get in the team that he was going to be that, that influential, I, I think a lot of people would have thought you were daft that by the time he sort of went out injured, you, you literally are going to build a team around that guy. Um, you know, I think I think he's that good. Um, and I think I think you you, you, you know the rumors uh, Rex Messi now clickbait. So you know you stick you stick Rex in so you can get your get get your social media uh, numbers up. Um, I don't know what ma- you mean. I don't know what you mean yeah. at all. You? You... <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. Apparently, apparently the Ben so, so I saw one one person said that it was it was the Ben Tozer rule has come in. It's like no no you you're removing. Um, Uh, Towels from out, you know, from from throwing, but they called it the Tozer rule, and it's like no, there's a lot of other teams who do the same, you know. Um, But yeah, Yeah, I I love that.
1: Rich, just going back to that, there was a big piece in the Times about it, uh, calling it a blow to Ryan Reynolds, but having a picture picture of Ben Tozer in his Cheltenham kit.
2: I went, (laughs) "Bloody minds up. Yeah, yeah, but uh, for me, I think I think Tim's right. There seems to be a conversation about strikers. Do I think that that's the one position that they might say? Do you know what we're going to bring in somebody, you know, a superstar? Yeah, potentially. Um, but in fairness to Parky, you you can make an argument. There is no better manager who understands this league and knows what it takes to get out of it. Um, and so, in Parky, we trust, and and I'm sure what whoever he wants or whatever he thinks he needs um, with the current setup, I'd expect him to get them. Yeah, uh, I
1: think I think striker would be great, and I think there will be a marquee signing. I think there'll be a Mullin level signing there. Yeah, um, and I think left wing back maybe. I don't know if if he uh, is looking to maybe upgrade on McFazdean. Um, I think Mendy's still got bags of potential, but it would be nice to have like two two players there, like you've got with Ford and uh, Ford and Barnett on the other side, um, and maybe another centre half. Who knows? Did you, I, I, uh,
0: I, I, did, you, did you mention Jacob Mendy? Yeah. yeah. A bit in news regarding Jacob Mendy. Um, oh yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Oh, Gambia, so, isn't
0: it? First international call up for Gambia. Um, they got an African Cup of Nations qualifier in Egypt on Wednesday. Do you know what the name of the stadium is, Andy? Uh,
1: is it the Jacob Mendy Mendy Stadium?
0: No, it's the Suez Canal Authority Stadium.
1: Oh, the CSCA. I love that.
0: <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, very well deserved. I think um, he said this week he was buzzing about it and just reward really because I think I think obviously he had a few little injury setbacks, but I think the longer that season went on and the more game time he had, the better he got, stronger he got.
1: Yeah, um, that, Mate, I, you know. Can I say left, one thing that about Mendy? Against, that
0: goal against North County was yeah was
1: beautiful. Can I say one thing about Mendy? Is he was absolutely crap against Halifax, like he. He couldn't trap a bag of cement. And I thought, we're going to have trouble here because I don't think McFadden's fit enough to come straight in. But since that game against Notts County, he was fantastic. You know, the other games where we needed him, he was great. And so that's the measure of the fella, that he can come back from from a really poor game and be one of our key players towards the end.
0: Halifax was just a latter season version of the Chesterfield away game. We just had an off day, all of them did, um, from Foster... To Mendy, Jordan Davis came on at Halifax. Lucky never played football. They all just had a bad day, and it kind of, kind of was soon forgotten about on that Monday, wasn't yeah. it? So, now has, has anyone ever do? met
3: Jacob um, at four AM in a takeaway on King Street on the day yeah. of a promotion? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Oh
1: so right, good. okay. Well, there goes
3: my story. Then there goes my. Classy little anecdote. I'll leave that. I'll leave that all right, will, for another day. Yeah, we've, all got,
1: we've all got. our four a.m. Jacob oh. and Mendy Mendy story, haven't we? So yeah. you know, you'd be all the listeners as well. You'd be boring them by 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 as telling them. About. Bested again. Right. I think we better wrap this up, lads, because we've been rabbiting on. Uh, I'll, can I just say before uh, before we say our goodbyes, um, most of the prints are out now, including the Paul Mullin sign prints. Um, thank you so much. The charity uh, is going to be receiving a big wedge of cash. Thanks to Paul for doing them and you guys for buying them. Uh, The fanzine is done and dusted. We've proofread it. Please don't point any typos out to us. Um, If there are any typos, can you go around to Tim's house and tell him? uh, Try and make it 4am because that's when he likes to talk about typos. Uh,
0: Well, I'll make sure Jacob Mendes is having pizza (laughs) and I'll keep him at bay. Um,
1: But... So we'll be be printed next week and we should be starting to get them out by a week on Monday. So you will receive your fanzine soon.
0: It Uh, is very much worth the wait, isn't it, Andy? Just tell them how much good content's in it and how many pages, the price and the exclusives, all of which are ridiculously good.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, I I don't know where we're going to go from this one. I really don't. It's 56 pages. It's a promotion special. It's got that bespoke picture on the front. Uh, it's £3. Pounds. We've kept everything the same, but given you more more, uh, more content just to celebrate that. Um, there's exclusives with uh, well, Ryan Reynolds and R- Rob McElhenney. We've got, uh, to a lesser extent, right, but no, no less, Ryan Barnett and Elliot Lee. Lee, Lee stuff's really good. Um, we've done a little bit with Saunders. Uh, we've got Paul Mullin talking about that that day, that goal, the pressure that's been put on him. Uh, and how he's dealt with it. Uh, Humphrey's in it. Uh, Wayne Jones from the turf is in it. About his best, worst uh, 11. His, his his worst 11 is is by far the most shocking. Mostly because he hasn't even got his tactics right. He's got free, his uh, yeah. Well,
0: When he, he's mentioned that, uh, well, he mentions Andy Mariton, and then he mentions the goalkeeping shirt and how he describes him that like goal, goalkeeper shirt. I don't think I'm ever going to wear it again.
1: Yeah, what was it's, he? Uh, yeah.
0: Well, should we just okay, spoil you
1: it? Buy, you have to buy the fanzine to find yeah. out, but it's a good little line. Yeah, it's a good so... little line. It's full of good little lines. Uh, please buy it. Um, I was going to say the profits go to charity, but they don't. They go to us. But we'll probably spend a lot of, a lot of it on Wrexham based stuff, um, charities and so forth. Right. Okay. Thanks so much for your time, gents. Any anything else for anything else?
0: Oh, in Cushion. Um,
1: the um, same words at me now. Uh, Barry Toolbox. No.
0: <laughs> if he ever does a, if he ever does a podcast, you can call it Pillow Talk with Owen Cushion. <laughs> yeah. Um, youth team player um, gets his first um, pro contract. Um, midfielder. Great, great news for the club. We want to see the the younger players coming through. Um, so yeah, let, let's see what happens. I mean, I think we're going to have a stronger kind of reserve setup next season. There's going to be more competitions there's going to be more competition for places. So it'd be interesting. As much as I don't like the whole Papa John's trophy, which is my my understanding that that's Sean Harvey. um, Oh, that's
3: his baby, yeah. Is it? Right, there we are. Um, So if no one likes it, blame him.
0: Yeah, I mean, every time you looked at the the Papa John's trophy, it just looked a bit, really, like Wolves' fifth team are playing Bansley's third team. It's just a bit weird. Um, But I'd imagine that we'll play... A mad hodgepodge of a Rexam Eleven, and um, it might make it quite interesting. So there we are.
1: Yeah, and I like a Papagian's pizza. They've, I think they're probably top three pizzas.
0: I like the way you called it a pizza instead of a pizza. <laughs> pizza. Yeah, well, that's what.
1: That's that's the authentic Italian way to say it. <laughs> so, Can uh, you say
0: it in an Italian accent? Because that'd be. A
1: good
0: ah, no! I mean. You sound like you bootlegger like.
1: I uh, God almighty, I think
0: you need some needs to come need in and referee tab, this, it's, it's all think, gone wrong. Yeah, well, this
2: is depending I, I, I would just like to point out, you know, independent restaurants like the Fat Ball also provide pizzas. Um, do, on
0: a Wednesday. <laughs> on a we- <laughs> thank you,
2: Tim. Yes, correct him. well Mate. done. On a Wednesday.
0: <laughs> two Club, as part of the deal we mentioned at the start of the show, forget Andy's Millions, <laughs> a, a, a free a free went there to uh, address some um,
3: We've no idea what Tim said there. Uh, it, Robo it, Tim says up the football. ball.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, they're coming uh, off.
1: Yeah, it, it sounded like Tim was like Stephen Hawking had jumped into <laughs> Tim's body
0: and, no. <laughs>
1: and was trying to communicate. <laughs> But I'm not dead I don't know anyway um, right okay on, let's end this on a Stephen Hawking joke by saying goodbye goodbye from me, yeah. goodbye
3: from me. anyone else up the, cu- up the <laughs> cushions down up the cushions
0: thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion a podcast all about Wrexham AFC.